podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. And hello, late tea time podders out there. Good to have you with us again this week. We come to you as late as we possibly can in front of the golf, the upcoming golf. And it's James and Dave T alongside you today. Dave T, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Well, I mean, how can you not be? England are winning the cricket. We've got Wimbledon on the television. We've got golf to look forward to, sport galore during these uh, summer months. And, uh, well, if you're a sports fan, it's fantastic. It's paradise, isn't it? Absolutely. They're nowhere to watch. And then we've got two weeks of fantastic golf in the home of golf. Uh, got the Scottish Open and then St Andrews, the Open itself. Doesn't get any better, does it? Marvelous. Doesn't get any better than that. So No, uh, it doesn't. No, yes. Yeah, I was, was going to say, it was, there was a question mark. There was a question mark on the end of that. Okay. Um, I'll take you through the top end of the uh, markets for the uh, Scottish Open. John Rahm is uh, 12 to 1. You've got Scotty Scheffler, 12. You've got Justin Thomas, 14s. And a Chaffelet, he's 20s. Matthew Fitzpatrick, you well, remember the name. He's in there at 20s as well. Will Zalatoris, who came so close, 25s. Patrick Cantley, 25. Sam Burns, 30s. So is Cameron Smith. So is Colin Morikawa, my mate. Jordan Spieth's around about the same price too. And Victor Hovland's by other mate. He's 35s. The rest are bigger. It is a star-studded cast, isn't it? It is 14 of the world's top 15. Who's missing? Well, I was going to ask you, throw it back to you. Whose name didn't you read out? Um, um, I need to look back at that list. Um, this is Joe. Honestly, I never used to have to think on this this podcast. Who is missing out of that list? Who is missing? Not American. Out of that? Not American. Not American. Oh, Rory. Yes. Well done. So, what's he doing? Practicing elsewhere. I think. I don't think he thinks this is the best course for him to practice on. So he's uh, he's probably taking care. Because do you remember last time the Open was at St Andrews? He did his foot in playing football and had to miss it. Uh, so he's probably. Just- Walking around very gingerly and carefully, and been, you know, not slipping anywhere. He's got some really big fluffy slippers on. Not, yeah. not trying to do anything, dam- any damage to anything. Yeah. Um, so on the basis, this is a star-studded cast. It is almost like a dress rehearsal, isn't it, for St Andrews? Yeah, because, because it's got um, it's co-sanctioned now. This with the PGA Tour, this event. So not only have we got St Andrews Open next week, we've got a co-sanctioned event. So all the Americans have come over, the ones who haven't done one and gone to live. So, yeah, it should be a fantastic week, and um, I've got a couple of bets for this week. Well, I was going to ask you if you've got any bets, because otherwise this podcast is completely futile, isn't it? It's just two blokes talking rubbish. This is a podcast where it's actually two blokes talking rubbish, but with some golf betting tips as well along the way. Where are you going to start me off, then? Are we going to have a look at an outright this week? Yeah, so a couple of ones. So earlier this week, there was the J.P. McManus Pro-Am. I don't know if you saw that. yes. An event in Ireland. Well, I, I saw that Jordan Spieth got... Um, got queued, yeah. For yeah. Picking up his ball rather than tapping it in. Because the rules of golf say that you can't do that, even though it was like an inch away. He didn't do one of those where he just walked up to the bunker and just kind of threw it out of it or anything like that? It wasn't uh, that bad. No, I got done for that once, actually. I, I did <laughs> the same. I picked... Not that one. I, no. I picked up. I sort of scooped it up with my back of the club instead of tapping in from an inch and got disqualified. I'm not one for the rules of golf. Well, you know, you've got to have the rules, but some of the stupid 
pernickety ones I'm not a big fan of. So I just sort of rolled my eyes and went, okay, well, that's fair then. Because I clearly so you- would have missed I clearly would have missed that, wouldn't I? I would imagine you probably would. Well, yeah. um, Colin, Colin Murakawa's my mate. So is Jordan Spieth now your mate on the back of that? Your, your brother's in arms. Well, I did, you know, I did feel some solidarity with him uh, for, for that. So who knows? I mean, we can be sort of flippant with that kind of thing. But sometimes you can think he'll feel such a chump that he might play a little bit better. He did. They let they let him play the next day. I think just eight or nine holes, and he did, he did quite well. He was three under for them. Right. Um, but anyway, it's not him. It's not him. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast. So so that event, I think a lot of people would have written their Scottish Open previews Monday or Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon. So that event finished Tuesday evening UK uh, UK time. So we got to see how it unfolded. Whether you think it's a particularly good guide or not is another thing. I and mean, it's a pro-am. But it's, just, it's a brilliant field, to be fair. Tiger was playing. Those are the big names were there. So I did just notice that Sam Burns finished runner-up. And he's someone who I did half think that could play quite well this week, Sam Burns. He won at Colonial four starts ago. Then he was fourth at the Canadian Open. And crucially, he played in this event last year and finished 18th. So he's seen this week's course, the Renaissance Club. And when he did play last year, it's kind of he's the... He was probably not got a lot of experience at this kind of thing, and it showed in the first round where he shot 72. Then he got better and better as the week went on. So now that he's had that look, I think he can hit the ground running this week. Comes in off that, shot nine under in the uh, JP McManus Pro-Am. I think he shot the best score of the day, or maybe what the second best on the Sunday to finish nine under. So on the, on the Tuesday, the second day of the JP McManus event, shot a... What was it, 65, I think? Uh, anyway, the second best score of the day, a seven under round. So that got him into second place. So he's someone who will clearly think, well, that was a useful little prep for me. I know it's not, it wasn't a links course or anything, hmm. but to land over here and get that under his belt, I think is a, a really good thing. And he's a guy, we've seen him win in Florida, which, you know, a lot of players who, a lot of British players have done well in Florida and then it can work the other way as well. You know, it's often windy and it's a bit more open and exposed. So I thought Sam Burns at the price is given that he does win a lot, was a, a decent each way bet at 30 to one. Yeah. You said, I'm just checking what you were talking though. 30 to one, eight places with William Hill. Okay. Yeah. To be the, uh, the best bet on uh, Sam Burns. You can get him a little bit of better price, but you can actually, Sorry, you can get in more places, but it actually deteriorates yeah. the price quite dramatically. So I think the, the 30 to 1, 8 places with Hills is the best way to go with Sammy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, while, while we're on that kind of price area, yeah, I think it would be remiss of you not to back your mate this week at that at 30, 30 to 1, is he? Okay. Are we going to go with that, my mate Colin? Yeah. I, well, for, I think you should. I'm not putting him up, but I think you should. Anytime Colin Morikawa hits that sort of price, you will kick yourself if he wins. They see that this is what friends are for. Don't get peer pressure and all this kind of stuff, isn't it? But uh, yeah, Colin Morikawa, I mean, 30 to 1, eight places mm. for the hills as well. So, uh, I mean, well, I, I never usually take too much encouragement to back Colin Morikawa. So let's take Colin as well. Uh, the uh, Morikawa goes on to my list there. Eight places with hills at 30 to 1. This is Late Tea Time. The last word in golf betting with James Butler and Dave Tyndall. You mentioned you got a couple of bets then. I take it the Morikawa wasn't your second. 
no, that's 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 all yours. You can keep <laughs> him. Um, I won't take any credit for that. My second one, because I I just we're what we we're speaking at about half past four on a on a Wednesday afternoon. So we've got to crack on a little bit because they're obviously they're in Scotland rather than America this week. Yeah. So I've just literally, I don't know, half an hour ago, seen an interview with Bob McIntyre, the yep. local Scot. And a couple of things I I picked up there that were uh, of interest. He's just changed swing coach and it seems to have had a, an immediate effect. He was just, I don't know, it was a bit inconsistent chucking in these big rounds and it, he played, I think it was in Munich, where maybe after a round and a half, he was absolutely at the right end of the leaderboard and he just fell apart and missed the cut. So there was something brewing. And then he's he's changed swing coach and he's and then he's gone to Ireland for the Irish Open to finish 13th. And he said of his new swing coach, there are some brilliant signs. So he's someone who's he started to play well in Munich and it, it sort of crashed and burned, but then he went to Ireland and, and finished 13th. So he's got some sort of momentum, having been a bit kind of in the doldrums. Now he's coming to his home open, which he's I was going to say that because we we talk a lot on here, don't we? About oh, he's, he went to college there, or he he comes yeah. from that place. Scotland's not got a massive population, so he's home, isn't he? Here he's home, and and he's he said this is his you know outside of the majors, this is his biggest event, as you probably would expect. Hmm. So that can sometimes go two ways. He can put too much pressure on himself, but he just. He seems in a place where I think he's ready to 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 put in a, a really big week because if you look at how he's performed in the Open Championship, he's had a couple of goes at that and finished sixth and eighth, which is sensational yeah. stuff. So he's beaten so many of the big guns, sixth and eighth in the Open. In this event, at this course, he's finished 18th and 14th, so near, you know, not too far off. But I just think he's he's got some momentum coming in. Before you... Before I sort of knew the swing coach thing and and the and the Irish Open result, you would have just kind of been hoping that oh it might click because he's back home. But this is more scientific than that. He's now actually really seems to have kicked on. It, it you know it, he said changes are made all the time, and there's no big deal that he swapped that he's changed his swing coach. Uh, I think he just wanted a fresh pair of eyes. But the the, the new guy has certainly just got him doing stuff. Mm. That it's sort of forgotten about, that slipped away, and it, that can it can be all it takes with a golfer. Some little mental click that goes on, and suddenly you're flowing again. And we know the heights he can hit. So I thought this week, two things actually. I think we should back him this week, and I think we should back back him for the Open as well next week. Oh, so we're getting two betting slips, and we're actually writing through both of them, are we, for this one? Yeah, because the problem is, it say he comes third this week, which is good for us backing him this week. His price will then crash for next week. Yeah. I want to get that bet down as well. So you're going to go into the odds checker. Are you? Yeah. I can see you. You've I'm got that odds checker look on your face. Like a man <laughs> who's opening up a... You can probably see the reflection on my um, spectacles, can't you? Yeah. Good so... job I'm not looking at anything else, isn't it? Something yeah. dodgy. All right. Robert McIntyre, where are you, my boy? Scroll, scroll, scroll. Here we go. All right. You can get him for the open. Oh, 75 to 1 Unibet for five places and 66 is six places with Hills. So shall we go we'll stick with Hills? Let's keep it let's keep it straightforward. So William Hill. Open. That's for the Open, not the Scottish Open. That's for the Open Championship. That's uh, right. so he's for the Open that. Championship, he's 66 to 1, six places with Hills. And strangely, for the Scottish Open, he is 66 to 1, eight places with Hills. 
You'd say then he's a better bet this week, wouldn't you? Yeah. Really? yeah. Because his, next week he's got Rory to contend with and he's got... Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, it's kind of like about the same, isn't it? Yeah, we're, we're definitely back in this week. We'll back him out right, but I also thought you could back him for top 10. I think he's 15 to 2. I'll save you the work this time. 15 to 2 for a top 10 with Bet365 and Unibet. Yeah. So so get that under your belt. Um, that's, that's for the Open. No, this is for the Scottish Open. Right, okay. yeah. Just to avoid any confusion here, because I'm, I'm very easily confused, as everybody yeah. knows. So Scottish Open, let's back him each way outright, which you said he was, what, 66 at eight places? Yeah. Yeah, and then back him 15 to 2 for top 10 as well for this week. And then next week, next week, now you've said those prices, I don't know what, because next week week we're going to get, it's all right, but we're going to get these huge each way, extra terms next week, where, yeah, we saw in the... um, in the US Open, some firms were offering 12 places. So but maybe what, hang on to your hats a little bit for that one. What's his biggest price with the worst, you know, forgetting the term, what's his biggest price on there? 70? 75? The big, biggest price um, is 75 So Unibet. That's five places, which isn't bad, is it? You can maybe just go win own, just have a little we bit. You go, go with a company called the SBK, 89 yeah. to 1, win only. Yeah, you could do that. Just get a little bit of wind down in case he has a huge week this week. Hmm. Then maybe you just want to hold your horses for to get them better each way terms. Okay. Um, because, yeah, it might be a stretch. To, well, you never know, but it could be a stretch to see him winning. But I think he's every chance of running into a place. But I just think Bob McIntyre, rather than just think, rather than hope that he'll have a good week this week, I think the momentum he's got suddenly coming in, whether he's deliberately timed this to get himself to get himself to peak for these two big events, I don't know. But he'll be, be feasting on deep fried Mars bars and all kinds of things, won't he? He'll be loving it, won't he? So, but I, I do think that that there are just definite signs that he's someone who's could time it just right. And the fact that he's got this open pedigree already shows that he can play. He, he's almost like he comes alive when all the big guns are in town. So the fact that this week's got fourteen of the fifteen top uh, players in the world, I think. His ears will prick up. His eyes will light up. I feel like I'm doing a Robbie Burns poem or something. But Ro- Robbie McIntyre, he can uh, he can give us a run for our money, I think, this week. Good luck to him. Good luck to him then. So let me go through this just to make sure we got this right. Um, so the Scottish Open, um, Sam Burns, 30 to 1, eight places with William Hill. Colin Murakawa, 30 to 1, eight places with William Hill. If you fancy going with uh, Robert McIntyre on the nose to win the Scottish, he's 66 to 1, eight places with Hills. 15 to 2, top 10 with Unibet and a another that you mentioned there. And if you're going to cast your line forward to the Open next week and you want to go with Robert McIntyre, he's anything between sort of 66, 75 to 1 with um, the places. Or was it 87 to 1, I said, the best price if you want to take him right on the nose, win only from a distance out. But maybe keep your powder dry on that one because the the um, terms and conditions may change as we go through the uh, the next week. Um, you yeah. can, by the way, on the Scottish Open, I did notice the there are better prices available on the likes of Sam Burns and Colin Morikawa with Bet365, but you only get the five places, not the eight. So it takes your choices, don't you, as you go up to the Scottish Open this week. DT, as always, thank you very much for your gargantuan golfing brain. Um, good luck with your bets. Thank you. Yeah, you almost read that out perfectly. The, the only slight one I think you said about McIntyre on the nose this week. No, he def, all each way this week. 
So on Burns the, on the nose, Burns, forward to the open on the nose. That's it. Yeah. So this week, Burns, Morikawa, and McIntyre all each way. Yeah. So good luck out there. Gamble responsibly as always. Enjoy what looks to be a beautiful fortnights of golf. Enjoy the rest of Wimbledon. Enjoy the cricket. Enjoy everything. It's good sunshine and everything. So hopefully uh, you're having a nice time through this English summer. In the inverted commas, usually we say that, don't we? Um, and we will see you again about the same time next week. Cheers, everybody. Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. Podcast Network.